Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it. It's okay. You're addicted to Dynasty and I am too. Uh, My name is Justin Christopher and I love the NFL. I watch every game every week. I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some Dynasty. It's come to the end of the season, right? And so now we're going to transition to doing a little bit more of our off-season type of podcast um, and articles. And my aim really for this first a few months of the off season is really to give you guys some advice on things that you should be doing at this time of year as a dynasty owner. So I hope that it's helpful. I hope that you ended your season well, came to an end. Maybe you actually have the the fantasy trophy that you deserve. I know I won two of eight of my leagues. So in eight leagues, I won two of them. I finally won my family league, though I've been in the Super Bowl multiple times and never won it. So that was a relief to finally win that one. And then my buddy Dave Brown and I, we co-manage a reality sports online team, salary cap and all. And we repeated his chance in that one, which has been uh, super fun just to do it with another buddy. I lost in my longtime college league as well as my big money league. Those are the ones that I care the most about. Uh, so I was super disappointed there. But hey, two of eight's not bad. Hopefully you won some as well. But odds are that you didn't because we know that most people end the season with a sour taste in their mouth because they didn't win. Only one person goes home happy, right? Um, so the thing, though, you love about Dynasty uh, leagues in particular is that there's no real quote end to the season you just move on to the new season which is the off season and as a dynasty owner it's important to be active year round so over the next few weeks i'll give you some tips and a few things that you can do to stay active uh, particularly during the nfl playoffs the real nfl playoffs and these few little steps hopefully will help keep you engaged you know with your team and with your league and give you some advantage over the teams in your leagues who stop paying attention to their teams. And so if you'll just practice these little things that I'll mention these next few uh, weeks as we do the podcast, I think it'll make you a much sharper uh, dynasty owner. Get you ahead of your league mates. So today I'm just going to give you four tips on things that you can be doing this time of year, particularly while the NFL playoffs are going on. These are really important uh, for a dynasty owner. So tip number one is look at your year-end player rankings. So it's really helpful to go through the year-end rankings of your league. So whatever website you you know you host your league, go to the website, pull up all the players, not just the available, but all players, and just sort uh, by position to see which ones, uh, which players came in which ranking. You'll be really surprised to see players who you, you thought did well, but you wouldn't realize that they were actually, you know, maybe the second or third best quarterback when you were like, well, I didn't think that they were doing that well. You'll also be surprised by some of the guys that you think were doing better than they were. And so when you really look through the year-end rankings to see how your players actually did, um, it's a super, super strategic thing to do. When you do it, you also want to not just do it by year-end totals. You want to be sure to do it by top average scoring as well, because then you'll factor in the guys that got hurt that maybe were doing really great before they got hurt. You also factor in the guys that didn't start playing maybe till midway through the season. And so make sure you do a sort just by average uh, points per game in addition to just total scoring. Going through through those really helps you see which players did well, and it can surprise you in some ways. It's especially important to do this if you're in several leagues um, but that have different scoring systems because it's going to look different in each league. So if you're in a PPR league, naturally, it's going to be quite a bit different. But some of our leagues also have yardage bonuses. You know, when you get to 100 yards, you get a certain bonus, and those make a big difference too. 
um, within the player rankings. So you want to do this for all of your leagues on every format, particularly if you have different scoring system. And this uh, step is also a helpful way uh, for you to spot where there are significant tier breaks. And this is really important to do is really understand where the tiers are. So this year, for instance, uh, there was a major tier break at, between running back number seven and eight when I took Kareem Hunt out of it. It would be eight and nine, but I took Kareem Hunt. But between seventh and eighth, James Conner scored 20.6 points per game in half PPR leagues, while Joe Mixon scored 16.7. And so all those top seven guys were scoring over 20 points per game on average, the lowest of which Conner at number seven and seventh, 20.6 points, and then dropped down to the eighth position, and it's almost four points less, 16.7 for Joe Mixon. And so getting a, a feel for those uh, tier breaks really helps you see who the cream of the crop is. And so that's my tip number one at the end of the year. Pull up all your player rankings and see uh, which players scored the most and uh, look through that. Give it some time. Second thing to do is to assess your team's needs. Honestly, assess your team's strengths and weaknesses. Determine which position groups you're strongest at and which you're weakest at. So maybe you're like really stacked at running back and you really struggle at receiver, or you have to admit that you're pretty poor at tight end or whatever the case would be. Determine which of your position groups uh, you're best at um, will really help you really think about trades, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, but determine also not just where you're strongest and weakest, but determine which position group you're the oldest and youngest. So you also want to analyze it based on age. You know, do you have uh, young guys that have not, you know, quite performed well, but they're young, uh, mixed in with your older veterans, or are you in a position where you're just stuck with a bunch of vets and you know you're not getting any better um, because of the age? Also determine, um, as you're assessing your team, determine which players are on the rise and which ones have likely hit their ceiling already. So you really want to look through it and say, well, this player is just, just starting to be trending up. And then you got to be honest to say, yeah, this 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 one's trending down, and maybe their best years are behind them. So you kind of look at it from an age perspective, from a ceiling perspective. And then the other thing that you want to do is you want to note which of your players are free agents and which players may benefit by the loss of another free agent. So look through your list and figure out which ones are free agents, and that will really help you decide if you're wanting to hold on to them, hopeful that they might land in a better position, or if it's about time to punt because you know that the team that they're successful with is likely not going to re-sign them. You know, take take a situation like the San Francisco um, 49ers right now um, where you've got uh, Garcon, whom I don't think that they're going uh, to retain, and so you, you're giving a greater chance then for Dante Pettis or a guy that I really love, and I'll talk about later, um, and Richie James. Or take Denver, for instance, where you know that Sanders is out, and of course they traded Thomas, and so we've already seen Deshaun Hamilton and um, Cortland Sutton get, get their chances. And so you, you look not only at your free agents, but you assess the different teams thinking about the players that you have that might get an opportunity because a free agent is leaving. And so all those are ways that you really um, assess your team. And then once you've assessed your team well, then you can do what I recommend third to do this time of season is to make trade offers. Um, after determining where you're weak and where you're strong, the easiest thing to do is just to look for a possible trade partner who's strong in a position where you're weak and is weak in a position where you're strong, right? And so that's one of the easiest things that you can do is, is look at, you might be really solid at running back. Like in one league, I have uh, really solid running backs, but I, I'm, I've got two great receivers um, in uh, Hopkins and Keenan Allen, but I really struggle for that starting third receiver every week. But if I'm really loaded at running back, um, I'm considering you know making trade offers with my running backs to teams that are better at receivers. So it's kind of a benefit to both sides. You also want to look at trades from a younger to older. Like, do you need to get younger or do you need to get older? And so sometimes you need to offer 
older players for younger players or vice versa. Uh, you don't want to hold on to a guy uh, that you know is a free agent. You got to decide, do I want to hang on to him or do I want to offer him in, in, you know, to a team that may want to take a chance on where he would land during free agency or honestly take advantage of an owner that doesn't know that, that person's a free agent. And so offer up some of your free agent guys if you're not confident about where they're going to land. Um, one thing I think you shouldn't do, though, at this time of year is trade draft picks. Uh, draft picks generally just get better. They get they rise in value as you get closer to your rookie drafts. And so to trade draft picks right now is not the wisest thing, but maybe there's a player you, you want to go all, all in on. So you just have to decide. Um, I know I'm, I'm all after um, uh, Dante Pettis. He's a guy that I've made multiple trade offers for in multiple leagues. I only have him on one of my teams, but I'm convinced he's going to be a star. And so this time of year, you might pick someone like that. They say, hey, I'm willing to go for this guy, even if it means trading draft picks. And so do what you can, you know, at the end of this year, particularly while the other owners might be paying attention, because often once you get past the NFL playoffs, um, you know, a lot of owners check out. Hopefully you have some leagues where they don't, where you've got a bunch of diehards. Uh, that makes a huge difference. Fourth thing that I would say that you could do this time of year that's really important is, um, is build up your scout team. So hopefully you've been doing that. I've mentioned it in multiple uh, podcasts and articles that it's important for you to build up a scout team throughout the year. So on all of our websites, right, different ones, we have you know some that call it a scout team. I know I'm in a lot of flea flicker leagues, and they have a, a, a little button you can just push, push called watched, so it's your watched players. Either way, every website has some way where you can indicate players that you're interested in, not, not the ones that you've picked up on your team yet, but you can at least you know click something by their name that puts them in a pool of your scout team or your watched team. And that's really important because then when you're, you're kind of hovering over the uh, waiver wire during this offseason, you've really got like a pool of players that you said, these are the ones that I'm interested in. And so it's good to keep a list of those guys um, so that if a situation changes or an injury or a free agency, particularly when free agency happens, you're going you're gonna to see a lot of people's values change really quickly based on what happens in free agency. And if you've got everyone pulled up in your scout team, you can make quick moves to uh, grab the players that you're interested in. At this time of year, my uh, scout teams are usually pretty messy because I've added a bunch of players throughout the year. And so it's also kind of a, a time this time of year to clean out the scout team. So if there's someone that's on your scout team, for instance, like I had Philip Lindsay on all my scout teams, well, I know that I know he's not going to be back into the free agents pool. So I can go ahead and unwatch him or I can delete him from my scout team because I know he's already on another roster and he's not going anywhere. If there's some guys on the fringe that, that may be on a roster now, but you know they're probably like one of the first guys that'll be cut, it's okay to leave them on your scout team. So you can have some guys that are already on rosters on your scout team. You just got to be honest about, you know, whether they're ever going to become a free agent. Again, if they're not, you might as well remove them uh, from your scout team. So one of the things that I find helpful is I'll actually go back to my rookie draft board from last year, and I'll look at all the players that aren't rostered that I was actually high on in the rookie draft, but now they're actually not on teams. And so then I'll make sure that I add them to my scout team, or in some cases, even add them right away. I told you Richie James and Doris Fountain, those are some guys that I was high on in last year's rookie drafts that are on almost no rosters on in my leagues. And so I, I definitely picked each of them up in several leagues. Um, and if not, I at least added them to my scout team. So going back to your old rookie um, draft board and seeing which of those players are still available, Another thing is just to spend, you know, 30 minutes going through all the waiver transactions that you saw throughout the year, just whatever uh, waiver page move, transactions page, just go all the way through it so that you can see which players were dropped. And sometimes that will give you a cue to be like, oh, that's a player I want to at least add to my scout team. I, I was interested in him at one time. So 
those are my recommendations for things that you can do at this time of year. I hope those are helpful, and I want to do a few more of these as we go through the NFL playoffs just to give you some ideas on ways that you can improve as a dynasty owner in this offseason. We'll stay active. Uh, feel free to make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks.com. Until next time, go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin.com.